the governors uh, got together and said, look, let, let's play for a hog. Let's play for a pig. Ben and Eric gather at their laptops. One's a gopher, one's a hog guy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Pot of Rosedale. Bronze pig full of hot takes. Um, uh, the host here, Ben, Iowa fan, along with my fellow co-host, Eric, gopher fan. Eric, we've got some stuff to talk about. Uh, what do you What do you mean? I don't, I'm confused. I mean, I would ask the question who had the no. worst worst weekend, but I think I think it's pretty obvious who had a worst. Uh, but loss. I don't know what you're talking about. So I, I was watching college football Saturday, and my Gophers were up 31-10 at the end of the third quarter, so I turned it off. So I mean, what do you against a bad team, right? Yeah, I mean, you just against a bad team. I don't know what you're talking about. Three touchdown lead so. against the worst team in the Big Ten. Yeah. Um, well, I guess. Wait, they didn't Jeff win that game. No. Somehow the Wildcats came what? back. What? I had. Uh, yeah. The, no, this is dark. Play the fu- can we play the funeral march over this? this is dark. We're we're in a dark period of culture. Yeah. That's Darth Vader, isn't it? I don't know. It's, Did I they rip off the funeral march for the? Darth You'll have to ask John Williams. Okay. He, he could have. I think he fucking John. What a him. hack, John Williams. Sorry. Yeah, he he sucks. That's fine. We, you can take your anger out on John Williams. It's not his fault what happened. But if you want no. to blame him, college football was not fun over the weekend for me. At it all. wasn't wasn't really fun for me either. Uh, I, I mean, let's talk Iowa quick, just because Iowa. It's the same stuff. We've been talking about this for years. Iowa's offense is bad. Four games in, they're really bad. I'm gonna drop. Here's the stat for everybody. Advanced stat or just stat? This, stat? Is, a, this is a regular stat. So Iowa's had <clears throat> Northern Utah State the first game of the year, starting from Iowa State on the last three games. Iowa has had 18 third and longs. What do you? How many of those do you think Iowa has converted into first downs? I'm guessing you're telling me that this because it's not a high percentage. Maybe have they converted two? Of 18? You were overly optimistic. They've converted one of those oh. 18 third and longs. And not only <clears throat> is the conversion rate abysmal. Did they convert any against Penn State? They converted one. That's the only oh, one they the only one the was three. against Penn State? Oh. It was, yes. Uh, and early, the, the first third and long, actually, was a... It was a was that Kate McNamara run? Oh, no, that wasn't third down. Where he, looked, he down. seriously looked like his legs didn't work right? Correct. He could not move. It was, no. no. That was a first down bootleg. They were doing their, their normal bootleg, and I felt really bad for him watching him run. It's like he he was trying so hard to get out of bounds. He should have gotten fifty yards on that play, but he oh yeah, just, it was wide open. With somebody who could have run, it would have been so a thirty yard run. Helpless. I really felt bad for him. I told you this is just like the Sam Bradford time, except for except for if Sam Bradford really wanted to play. That's what it looks like with Cade McNamara out there. So he's not good. He's not a good quarterback. Well, he's not. He's not healthy, but fair maybe, enough. I, maybe I'm not going to push back. That's a big part of it. He can't move at, hardly at all, at all. But before we get into deconstructing the many ways that Iowa's offense is bad, I want to. I want to hear with some. Not only is Iowa one of eighteen on all third and longs the last three games, they have five sacks, interception, two fumbles. I mean, it's just abysmal. They you are, mean on defense? You're no, these are their... Iowa's third. This is oh, Iowa's oh, 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 oh. offense. That's how disastrous this down yeah. distance is for Iowa. Not only are they not converting, it's like turning into big plays for the other team. It's a or negative plays. Iowa's gained all of one yard on 18 third and long plays. 
It's bad. It's really, really bad. Uh, yeah, Cade McNamara. So you're for, saying the offense is not great? It's not. It's not. It's 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 poor. It'll get a little better because I do think Penn State's great. Well, we're gonna revisit the power rankings, which we did a. Uh, at the beginning of the season, and, I, and Penn State, eh, a spoiler alert, is easily one of the three best teams in the Big Ten. Maybe number one, maybe number two. I think that's really the only debate uh, this far in the season. They're excellent, and it was all the conditions around the game were against Iowa um, in every kind of way, but it was brutal. They really hammered that whiteout thing that it's like some special. They do it once a year. Yeah, whatever. It's college football pageantry. I don't, I don't care. It was just bad. So if you're doing point watch, Eric, let's do our point watch. Iowa got Ryan Ferentz point watch twenty two. So they didn't score zero they zero points. points. Right, first Complete. shutout since two thousand. The Whoa. year two thousand. First time, and that two thousand team was in a rebuild, and they were very they weren't very good, and they were three and eight. So when Brian Ferentz told John Steppy he's just going to do the same thing but better, that this isn't what he was talking about, right? He wasn't. I think talking he was about dishonest about that. I okay. mean, maybe he was honest about doing the same thing. It's the better part that wasn't correct. Maybe yeah, it seems like they're doing the same thing. I don't see anything different. But No, they actually are on pace to be, I think, a little bit worse than last year so far. Again, it'll get better because there are much less talented defenses on the schedule. Iowa has played two really good defenses. Western Michigan is not a good defense, by the way, and that third and long stat includes against Western Michigan. So it's not just playing brutal defenses that Iowa has And Utah State. I mean, is Utah, Utah State, State, Iowa was good on third down and passing. Uh, it's But... It was Utah State, so whatever. It doesn't matter. It's the same stuff. So Iowa now needs to score, I think, 27.1 points the rest of the game. Rest of the season. The rest of the season, yes. 27.1 points a game through the rest of the year to hit the 325 mark, which I don't think is going to happen. There aren't that many. Don't you think the fact that he's on a strict, strict point requirement to keep his job? And that they get shut out. The offense literally scores zero points. Most college football teams would fire the offensive coordinator, like right now, wouldn't they? Oh, everybody. I mean, wouldn't now would be the time. This, most would have yeah. done it after last year. It wouldn't have sure. gotten to this point. They wouldn't bother with the like points requirement nonsense. Right, which is just a stupid thing, anyways. But yeah, certainly you're like, okay, we gave you a chance, and then you scored zero points. Zero. I mean, complete shutout. That's embarrassing. And they only got close once, and then they fumbled. They, there was one where they were, okay, they were at least in field goal range, and they fumbled, and then they didn't even get close. And even in garbage time, it was bad. No, it was bad. Everybody – I mean, the they, game was still close. It's, it was 10 nothing at halftime, right? It's like both, that's still a game. All for Penn State were off of turnovers as well. Right. That funky, yeah. stupid guy getting hit by the punt and it bounced right to a Penn State player. Yeah, it was, it was technically a game, but – we're at the point now when Iowa falls down 10 points. Right. They, they when really the offense hopeless. just can't feel do hopeless. Yeah. And I think they were actually trying is the thing. They tried to pass a bunt. They tried to push it downfield. They couldn't protect McNamara. Um, receivers weren't open. And the windows that were there, he didn't really hit. And there's no scramble. I mean, if he could scramble, there were first downs to be had if he was, could just run past the marker and slide. But he really can't do that. It's just it's It's like Petrus again. You have a quarterback who's just completely immobile. It's such a problem in 2023 college football. It was just a big problem. So you have to be able to occasionally scramble and punish teams when there's opportunities for you know easy first downs. But speaking of Spencer Petrus, um, Cade McNamara is ranked 124 out of 137 total quarterbacks in total sure. QBR. He's uh, 
almost near the absolute bottom. Oh, in the yeah. Big Ten, he is at the bottom for total QBR rankings. Yeah, it's bad. It's I, not I, good. It's not good. It's, it's everything. It's it's McNamara. It's also the pass protection. It's also the receivers. It's also the way the offense is structured. It's also like it's everything. Every aspect of it's bad. So you're not feeling good about your Iowa team right now. I feel the same. I mean, oh, slightly really? worse. They're, the offense is bad. They're, I Brian's. We're gonna have some drama at the end of the season because Brian's not gonna hit 325. That's true. He he could have maybe if he got like 10 points in this game. There's maybe some hope that he could have made the gap, but it, it's not gonna happen. Iowa's still gonna win like eight games minimum, and I still think they probably win nine games because the schedule is way easier after this. We're going to rank the Big Ten teams. The only one that Iowa won't probably be in is Wisconsin, or at least it'll be tough. Iowa's still going to be favorite. I mean, Iowa's a 12-point favorite over Michigan State. <clears throat> That's a big point swing, um, even though Iowa's offense is terrible. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be just like 2021. Iowa could be 9-3. If they can beat Wisconsin, Iowa... Could go it, back. Has Michigan State fired their coach yet, or is he still? I don't think he's technically. They've stated they have an intention to fire him. Is that the yeah. same as firing him? I, I don't know if there's a difference there. I think legally there's a difference, but I'm not certain. But anyway, I was going to win eight, eight games is the floor for this team, okay. given the schedule. You're not worried. All right. I'm not, I'm not worried about them not making a bowl game. No, at all. Uh, no, not at all. But I think we're going to have some drama, and I'm wondering. Here's here's a hot take. Is this Fer- Kirk Ferentz's last year? I think it might be. Really? I think it might be. Whoa. Because here's what I think is going to go. Hot off Iowa, aggressives. Iowa's probably, if you kind of had to think, Iowa probably finishes 9-3. and three. Yeah, they lose to Wisconsin. They lose to somebody else. Don't end up going to the Big Ten Championship game. 9-3 and three is a good metric. They go to the Outback Bowl or something. An okay season. But Brian's not going to hit the point total. So his contract will terminate. And Beth Getz who hopefully will be the full-time you know, AD by then, uh, who knows, is going to be bind where she can't possibly want to have Brian Ferentz be the offensive coordinator. She's just got to want that smoke to stop. But under a nine, let's say Iowa's 9-3 and three and goes to the other pool. Kirkson goes, we won nine games. We, what do you care about the offense? We won nine games. That's objectively a good metric. And there's going to be a power struggle. Or Kirk's just like, I don't want to deal with the new conferences anymore. You know, what's his? Con- he's got like a twenty-year contract, right? What's it's his? Like, it's like five year. I don't know what the okay. actual. Man. It's not twenty, but it's it's like a few years into the future. Like he doesn't have to retire. This isn't his last year of the contract, but I so think you th- she won't fire him. That's not going to happen. She won't fire Kirk, but she might right. say, "I'm not letting you have Brian be offensive coordinator." Right. And he says, "Then I'm done." Then I'm done. Right? He'll retire. He's not. Right. I mean, right. 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 She's not going to be the one that fires him. It'll be a. You know, is he in his seventies? Right? Isn't he? Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. Very close to it. He could be like 68, but I think he's 70 at this point. So that's what I think. I think we're headed towards that. I think this is maybe the end of the Ferentz era. Wow. If it turns out that Iowa wins 10 games and goes to the Big Ten Championship game, it's as good as it's going to get. Things get harder, and you're really not going to be able to hide. I mean, you just just lost to maybe the best team in the Big Ten. Correct. Well, correct. Right. I was good enough to compete with everybody else on the schedule. Other than maybe Wisconsin. We'll get there. But anyway, I, I don't have more to say. We all have been down this road before. It's it's not fun. I don't enjoy the offense. I don't enjoy Kirk's son being the coordinator. I would like Iowa with the real offense. They'd be a heck of a team to watch if they could be, but they're not. I mean, the defense is just always so good. 
that's the thing that's I think hard to watch about is like you're talking just college football writ large. Like they are year in year out one of the best defenses that any team could ask for, but their yeah. offense is so bad. Yeah. It's it's it you know like like the reason why Georgia is so good is they have a great defense, but they also have a great offense. Like Iowa's got a Georgia level defense, but yeah. like uh Northwestern level offense. You know let's not talk. About it. I should have no, said no, that. No, no, no. That's a nice segue. Let's but, do it. Let's, let's ride that segue. All right, we're going to ride that. So, Gophers, as big a they favorite won. over Northwestern. They won on Saturday. It was 31-10 at the end of the third quarter. There's no way they lost that game. They won that game. So, what, what, what are we talking about? Well, Gophers, you see, Gophers PJ Fleck is clearly a fan of Kirk like, They got up three touchdowns, and they went into turtle mode. Run, 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 punt. Run, 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 punt. <laughs> Meanwhile, I think the Gopher secondary is a major problem. Absolute trash. And they were talking like some of these guys were going to be NFL draft picks. Com- the, they got the, shredded. Bad. They got shredded. The quarterback for Penn State or Northwestern, sorry, almost <laughs> sorry. threw almost threw for 400 yards. Right. It was a wide receiver that had what almost 200 yards receiving, or maybe it had 200 yards receiving. Uh, yeah, it was just complete domination, and. And some Scared dumb stuff. Uh, uh, there was the the punt where the guy was standing in the end zone. I mean, honestly, one of the dumbest things I've ever that seen. Was like, he was like he was like four yards deep in the end zone. He wasn't. And he close. thought he thought like yeah, he, I did it. He yep, was celebrating, and then he looked good. around and he's like, they're oh like, my what God. are you doing? And, and actually, if you look at the reaction of some of the other Gopher players, it seemed like they didn't understand it either. Like they they weren't immediately yelling at him. He he had to walk over to the sidelines, and then the special teams coach came over and had to explain it to him. Like, no, dude, you were in the fucking end zone. That's a touchback. So yeah, anybody that didn't see this, this is so the Gophers are running the clock. Ah, let's say there's two and a half minutes left, two minutes left. Maybe it's under two minutes. Gophers punt. It's a really nice punt. It bounces. Gophers coverage team is down there, ready to field the punt inside the five. They could have the they could have down it on the one yard line. The guy correct, could have just correct. stood right he there. Set up it, shop. He set up shop. Three, four in the yards deep in the end zone and let it bounce to him. If the Gophers, of course, field that at the one, that's probably enough. I mean, Northwestern scored a touchdown with two seconds left on the clock. They had no time. They, they had no time. They, they would have had to go 99 yards. What? Yeah, and then they kicked the extra points tied. Right, but yeah. right, 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 right. Correct. But that play then gave just a free extra 19 yards to Northwestern. But, I mean, none of that matters. Like I said, I was but joking. Well, they were up 31-10 to start the fourth quarter, and they lost the game. Like, that just that alone is almost an unforgivable to Northwestern, who fired their coach, what, three months ago amidst this giant hazing scandal. Team's in disarray. It's a bad team to begin with, and you lose up 31-10 to with 12 minutes left in the game. It's unforgivable. And like you said, it was the scared play call. We'll just run the – you're going to run the clock out with 12 minutes left in the game? Like, you got to get a couple first downs. Kaliak Manis wasn't very good. It's just and, and they just shredded him. The, I was just looking. The guy did – he was 215 yards receiving two touchdowns. Quarterback threw for four touchdowns, almost 400 yards. Absolutely – I mean, it's just a train wreck. Unforgivable. It, this is maybe the worst loss in P.J.'s – time as a head coach there was that bowling green loss a couple years ago which was really bad but this is i mean this season i don't think there was any real expectations so it's not like a devastating thing but 
Holy crap. It, it's I heard, I heard a lot of old Gopher fans talking about this being an all-timer, which is saying something. I, I think given the circumstances, the fact that they were up by three scores. To a bad team. I mean, team. people like this is like a worst loss in like four decades kind of thing. Like really, really tough. This is worse than the Bowling Green loss. Like Gophers came out flat and Bowling Green got them, but – well, yeah, this is a Big Ten West league. game, so it affects their, you know, oh, yeah. and, and, standings at the end of the season. And Northwest has been blown out by, like, everybody except for UTEP. And it was a situation where it just doesn't make any – I mean, they Northwestern has to pass and just go for as new as the pass and cl- couldn't stop the passing game. Couldn't like, stop it. And then they just needed to get a couple extra first downs and win the game. Couldn't do that. Nope, couldn't yeah, comedy the on the one. Yeah. Uh, couldn't, I mean, and, like, you know, the Gophers got the ball first, they got the field goal in overtime, and then immediately, first play, Northwestern throws it into the end zone for a touchdown. It was ju- just immediate. But here's a, here's a, here's a very unfun trivia question for us, Eric. <clears throat> On a per-pass basis, who has, who throws, the, who throws for the least amount of yards per pass in the Big Ten? Kelly McManus? No, well, team. Which team? Oh. It, you mean it's the Gophers or Iowa? I don't know. The Gophers? Which one? Gophers? You're half right. It's Gophers Tied? and Iowa. Oh. Tied. Five and a half yards a pass. I will okay. say, surprisingly, so Kaliak Manis is seventh in the Big Ten with total QBR. He's way up there out of Cade McNamara. He's more than almost doubled his overall QBR. Well, he's throwing um, touchdowns. He's throwing. I mean, he's moving the ball somewhat, but overall, the Gophers' passing game is just super inefficient. I mean, just so you know, last year, Eric, Iowa averaged 67th overall. 5.8 yards a pass is what Iowa averaged last year under Petrus. Well, they, a couple other quarterbacks after Petrus went out for a couple games. So right now, Iowa and Minnesota are trending for passing offense. Sub Iowa 20.2 low. Yeah, it, and it's just stupid. You know how to. <sighs> Has PJ had a quarterback throw for more than 200 yards? Like, I mean, I have to go back. Like, Not since Tanner Morgan's freshman year, whenever that was, 2019. Right, 29. It's been so long since he's had a quarterback that could just, like, take a game over. And it's, you know, you watch even the guy in Northwestern. He took that game over. He's like, we need to win this game. All right, we're throwing it every play, and I'm going to complete passes. I'm going to throw guys open, and I'm going to run for a few. Like, I'm going to win the game. I'm going to take the game over. I, yeah. I cannot remember the Gophers having a quarterback that could do that. We're just uh, – it's in my – you know, I'm, I'm taking this over. I'm going to throw for 300 yards today. And it's play calling. It's these little dink and dunk. I mean, the Gophers should have receivers. They have a great tight end. They have a couple great receivers. Like, it's not a lack of talent. It, it's play calling, and it's playing scared. That's the thing that P.J. – that, that it's sort of his mo. He he coaches scared, like he coaches like I don't. And I think Ference does it too. Oh yeah. I think oh, it's this. Sure. I don't want to make any mistakes. We're just gonna do this. Run, 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 run. We're not gonna we're not gonna take any risks or shot. We're not gonna take any shots. And and it's so it's such a scared way to coach. I I really hate it. I really hate it. Uh, hey buddy, welcome welcome to the club. Have a seat right next to me. And it doesn't work. It just it, show me an example where that is a winning football formula. It, it just doesn't work. It, it works for Iowa more often than it doesn't. I'll just tell you, Iowa will build a lead and sit on it. Iowa squatted on the lead against Iowa State, for example, and it worked just fine. 
Iowa had a two-touchdown lead in the fourth quarter two games ago. Obviously, they did manage one touchdown, but Iowa... It's still a stupid, won. scared way to coach. Oh, I, I don't mean, like it either, but I, in variance, it works. But I, so Iowa has... I'm not... This isn't really trash talk. Iowa's got a better defense than Minnesota. I, you know, I just... Uh, you know, I don't want to hurt your feelings. But, but again, those... The, the, the part that, you're, or that your team doesn't realize is, like, those things are not mutually exclusive. You can have a good... Look at Georgia. You can have a good I offense know. and a good defense. Like, I know! They're separate things. When your team is playing offense, your offense is on the field. When your team is playing defense, I your know. defense is on the... They don't have to play together. Preach. Preach, Eric. Preach it. Preach it. They do completely different things. Yes, one tries to stop the ball. One tries to score Correct. the ball. Like, they're specialized. You can they're score the and stop time. the ball. Right. It's not like your offense has to play defense or defense has to play offense. They are, yes, two separate things, literally mutually exclusive. They are specialized to do different things. I get this, Eric. We all get this. We have been told by parents for a long time that, well, if they try to move the ball better, the defense will get tired, which defense got exhausted against Penn State. Because I mean, they're on the field the whole game. They, they were on the field for almost like 40 plays in the first half. And, and yes, If your they, offense was more competent, you get more first downs, your defense would play even better. Yes, like, they'd be more rested. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And you're not putting uh, them in such terrible positions if your offense isn't incompetent. <laughs> Eric, oh yes, you you all you turn around, you preach at the choir, but I'm here for it. I get it. But this is the difference so far. This is why I don't worry. I mean, again, I Iowa could Iowa will win at least eight games, and they won't win more than ten. We'll I don't know if is. that's true. I I don't. I'm not accepting that right now. <clears throat> that's fine. Well, you think there's a chance they lose less than uh, they win less than eight games? Because I'll take that yeah. bet. There's a chance. Okay. Okay. For sure. Because here's the difference, right? So we're talking passing games. Now let's talk pass defense. On a per-pass basis, Iowa gives up – Iowa's number one in the Big Ten. They give up 4.8 yards a pass. Is they haven't played anybody. They haven't played anybody? They played Penn State and they got shut out. I'm talking about Iowa's pass defense. I'm just saying, wait – I mean, I know they don't have a tough schedule, but they really haven't played anybody good. That's so – that's not – we just talked about Penn State's one of the best teams in the Big Ten. Yeah, they got shut about, up. I'm talking about Iowa's pass defense. I'm, I'm not just – okay. Iowa has – is going to have one of the What top, was their pass defense stats against Penn State? Uh, like on a per-pass basis, they made Penn State super inefficient. Um, let's let's pull up the, that game so that we can talk about it. Iowa – Allard, I suppose Allard only threw for about 160 yards. It was for four touchdowns. Yes, it was a ton of dink and dunk all time. They, they just did a lot of short, quick, safe passes, which is fine. It's smart. It's what I would have done if I were in that position. And there's no need to take risks against Iowa's defense. Don't don't turn the ball over and force Iowa's offense to beat you, which they can't do. Um, Iowa State put up a bunch of points against Oklahoma State. And the point is, who have the Gophers played? The Gophers I think Iowa team. might lose to Michigan State. Okay, we'll we'll get there, but I I'll be I will be shocked. Um, there will be people will be raining fire if Iowa loses to Michigan State because Michigan State's offense is better than Iowa's, but it's bad, and their defense is like on a per pass basis. Uh, Michigan State's got the worst pass defense in the Big Ten. They gave up seven point eight yards a pass. Minnesota's tied with Northwestern at seven point seven yards a pass. I mean. These are worse than Purdue on a per-pass basis. Uh, we can do total numbers, too, if you prefer that. It doesn't really get any better. These are some really bad pass defenses that are coming up. 
And I was absolutely going to finish the Big Ten season with one of the top one or two past defenses. Maybe three if things go really far south, but I don't think it will. Iowa had the best defense in the Big Ten last year. The problem is the offense. That's my whole point. If you want to, okay. if you want to think maybe Iowa's defense is anywhere close to as bad as the Gophers, well, that's fine. I don't think it is. I don't think there's any reason to think that that's the case. Um, so we'll see. Um, uh, let's pull up, let's pull this up. Last week, box score on a per pass basis. Well, it's so, fine. You don't need to go look into the per pass of stats. I, well, that was my whole point. So, okay. Drew Allen. Yeah, so what's, what's your overall point? Iowa's pass defense is great. Yes, Iowa. Iowa. The difference between okay. this is why I'm not as sure. worried about the Big Ten West because some of those defenses aren't probably as stellar as they've been in the last couple of years that Iowa's playing. All the offenses are are pretty bad in the Big Ten West overall, um, with the exception of of Purdue, really. And Iowa's going to be certainly in every game, and they'll probably be able to dominate a lot of those games just with okay. their defense. So you think they're still winning nine games? All right, whatever. Uh, eight, eight is the floor. I think okay. eight would be a, a it would be a, right. a surprisingly low. That's my my point is that that their schedule and it it just has says more about their schedule than how good I think Iowa is going to be. Any other games from this weekend you want to break down? Any, well, anything? Wisconsin, of, no. I don't want to break it down. Wisconsin, I think, handled Purdue. I don't, are you? Do you at least accept that Wisconsin's a good football team, or do you think? That was a good win. That was their best win. But quarterback, you know, still isn't doing much. No, he can run the ball. He seems to be an efficient yeah. runner, but that as a passer, he's I, not I think great. you were probably right about Purdue. They're, they're not going to be very good this season. It Taking a, waste, a big step back. Um, yeah. I think that says more about Purdue than it does Wisconsin. Sure. Wisconsin won 38-17 on the road against Purdue for those who. Yeah. Uh, and Michigan State, they got clobbered. It was, I think, 21 to nothing or 21 to three at the half by Maryland. Yeah. Maryland looks like the real deal. And Michigan State doesn't look like the real yeah. deal, but. Which is again, uh, Indiana barely beat Akron, but no, I don't have a lot to say. A lot, so there were, I mean, a few, some, some, some of the worst teams in the Big Ten kind of squeaked by in some non-conference yeah. games. That Illinois were barely won. Ohio State got the big win against Notre Dame. I, you know, I, good for them, I guess. I don't really care. But let's now let let's let's head into into week five here. And well, before we do, let's let's talk the power rings. We're getting there for a little bit. So can we? Hash out the top of the power rankings really quick. Sure. Um, I have Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan. Do you agree or disagree? In that order? In that order, yes. Why is Michigan not at the top? Their wins have been the least impressive. They haven't really played anybody, um, and they've had, uh, I mean, not out-and-out struggles, but they just kind of look just more just more very good. They're ranked two in the nation, right? Sure, sure. They're the reigning Big Ten champions. Yeah. When was the last time they lost a Big Ten game? Two uh, years ago? Uh, yeah, I don't, know, I don't know if they lost one in 2021. I'm not sure. Yeah, they're, they're very good. We're splitting hairs here. I mean, I would know. say I would say Michigan, then Ohio State, Penn State. And uh, Ohio State, Penn State's close, although Ohio State just beat a top ten team. So yeah, they have a, they had a, they had the best win of those three teams. But they um, haven't looked great. I mean, they barely won that game. They haven't they haven't looked great in any game so far. Oh, so, fair enough. I guess I, I would say Michigan, 
Ohio State, Penn State is the way I would do it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, but top three is clear. It's just the order. I think we're, we're really splitting here because they're all excellent. Now they're going to play each other, so it'll get sorted out eventually anyway. So with what happened on Saturday, is your bottom two changing? I'm, I'm bottom not, two? Yeah, the bottom two teams. I mean, I, uh, I I'm still in Indiana. Indiana Northwestern. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, 13 and 14 respectively. So I, I mean, it's hard It's hard to put Northwestern below Minnesota. They just fucking beat them. But, well, right, but also Northwestern's just been clobbered by everybody else, and yeah, my North, I don't, I don't know if are we patting ourselves in the back. I'm, I'm already almost there to my over on Northwestern. Wasn't it three games? Three. Well, no, they have to hit four, right? The over under wasn't it three games, so it's a push if they only okay, win three. Yeah, they, they got to win game. four. Yeah, but they got a game We're against Howard, there. which they'll We're win. Halfway there. Yeah, you're right. They'll win against Howard, and they just have to upset somebody else, and they'll be there. Um, the under for Minnesota is looking better uh, for sure after that snafu. When you think, oh, Ohio State and Michigan are still on the schedule for the Gophers. Yeah, oh Ooh. boy, it's going to get dark. And then there's just uh, isn't a lot of room for error. Um, it's just like, yeah, that was a, a tough blow for uh, Minnesota's Big Ten West title hopes. Then so, I'd probably okay. put Purdue after those Ooh, two. Okay, interesting. I can't, I can't decide between Purdue and Michigan State at 11 and 12. I, I'm not sure which should go where. I think those are my 11 and 12 right now um Rutgers is a surprise that, that, that I put them at 10 just because they've looked pretty good so far and they were spicy with Michigan for a half before they got slapped around um but you think Purdue is 12 and that that's that's how far you're dropping yeah yeah I'm out on Purdue oh wow okay it's official you're clinging uh-huh. to hope but it's you're out okay they also have a pretty bad uh, defense um so then who do you have for your 11 there I'd put Michigan State then. Okay, so okay, so you're with me on those being 11 and 12 and similar. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just just how non-competitive Michigan State's been against any team that's yeah. any good that it makes me put them below them. And this could probably change, but then I mean, are you Rutgers at 10? Thumbs I up, have Rutgers up. higher. Oh wow. Okay. Uh, well, who's your number 10 then? See, it's either I mean. The next few, Minnesota, Illinois, Nebraska, pick pick however you want to put those three. Okay, okay. So you, you've convinced me. Now that we're reflecting on this, it's like up to after four weeks, Rutgers only losses to Michigan, and they looked really good. And yeah. They handled Northwestern, which Minnesota did not. Right, yeah. <laughs> and they beat Virginia Tech, which, oh, no, Purdue did beat Virginia Tech, so – yeah, Virginia's bad. That's the one team that Purdue has yeah. beaten. Um, okay, you're convincing yeah. me. Nebraska, clobbered. Yeah, okay. I suppose Gophers <laughs> beat Nebraska, so maybe put them ahead of there. Maybe Illinois had the Gophers then. Yeah. Okay, so you're doing Nebraska 10, Gophers 9, Illinois 8? Yeah, yes. Okay. You know what? I'll, I'll sign off on that. I, I think given what we have to work on, the Gophers have been pretty unimpressive, really, um, through the four games. It's been pretty bad. Um, yeah. And so is Illinois. I mean, Illinois doesn't have any good wins, and they've gotten beat by any good team that they played. Okay. So that's the bottom half. Who do we have for number seven? I'd put Rutgers there, then. Yeah. All right. I'm there. Rutgers, it's going to get bad for Rutgers, but they got one of their bad losses out of the way. I think that Rutgers over is looking, looking better. And Rutgers still has a game against Wagner on the calendar. Um Okay. I'm with you on seven. So now, I guess 
we already know the top three. We've got Wisconsin, Iowa, and Maryland left. How high mm-hmm. are you putting Maryland? I put four? Maryland at four. Yeah. I <clears throat> Year to day. They're four, it, no? Yeah. No, Their I, offense is crushing people? They they have blown out everybody they played. Yeah. Um, and, they, yeah, they've got some tough games ahead. Uh-huh. But, no, I'm with it. And then are you – yeah, I mean, they've just – they have absolutely dominated everybody they've played so far. Um, so then the question is Iowa and Wisconsin. Who do you have higher? Are you still putting Iowa higher? Just uh, I just am, yep. The okay. only team they lost to is Penn State, which looks like one of the best teams in the conference. Um, yeah, put them out of Wisconsin. I'm going to flip still that. Still not sold on Wisconsin. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm not sold on, on Iowa or Wisconsin. They, Wisconsin's got problems, but I think Wisconsin's at least a decent team. Um, they're clearly not bad. <clears throat> they might just be the least terrible team in the Big Ten West. We'll see. So, okay, some big changes, though. Yeah, yeah I didn't realize you were, you were that out on Purdue. Wow. Mm-hmm. All the way down to 12. Okay. Um, um, all right. Well, there we go. So let's talk week five. I had to think about that for a second. It's already, already a month into the season here. So, get to start off with, uh, I would say... Not a lot of great games this weekend, just as no, a whole. Nothing, no, nothing really interesting happening. Yeah, it's it's a pretty unappetizing morning. You got uh, Penn State at Northwestern. Penn State is 27-point favorites over yeah, Northwestern. And then your Gophers... Can we got, talk a little bit? I know I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but Northwestern's field, like... It's, it looks like trash. There's nobody there. It's a high school stadium. Yeah. And, and so, also, you know, we, talk, we talked about that gopher, the punt thing, the fiasco there. The announcers tried to, to kind of, did I mention this? Tried, they tried to defend it. They were saying, like, you know, in most college football stadiums, the, like, the paint for the end zone goes, like, all the way up to the, like, end zone line. But in Northwestern, there's, like, this weird gap where there's the, like, end zone line, and then it's just grass, and then it's the painted Northwestern. It, it looks really weird. And so the announcers, I think, were trying to defend this player. That was like, hey, well, but he thought – because he was literally standing on the edge of where the paint is, but that's not where the end zone starts. It's, like, three yards into the end zone. Anyways, just to reiterate that their stadium is trash and their field is trash, and uh, they, need, they should be – you know, excommunicated because of their awful field. They should. It's I, I, I've been to only a couple of non-Kinnick uh, football stadiums, and one of them's Ryan Field, and it was shocking how bad the stadium was. I mean, they, like they're a private school, they got a lot of money, but they just it's it's a very crummy atmosphere. It's not fun at all. Um, yeah, I mean, I all. It's got to be one of the worst power conference stadiums yeah oh it's it is it's absolutely is it is very much in the running for worst power five college football stadium absolutely no no argument i I, i'm I'm here for the northwestern ryan field shit talk it sucks um but uh, speaking of a much better stadium punch team bank the gophers will be hosting the louisiana raging cajuns on saturday it's your other 11 o'clock game um not very appetizing. Your Gophers are eleven point favorites, but I'm going to point out the Gophers were like thirteen or fourteen point favorites over Northwestern. So, but if they lose this game, does PJ make it out of the weekend? I don't know. That's how quickly fortunes can change. Yeah. PJ has been beating Wisconsin. Everybody's happy, and then well, I mean, this he's had some 
weird blips with like these weird losses. And if you do two of these back to back with that, I mean, that's how Glenn Mason got fired. A few, like he was kind of mediocre, winning some games, he up and down, but sort of disappointing. People weren't super happy. And then there was a bowl game. I think it was like Texas tech where they were up by like three scores and they ended up losing, you know, in really embarrassing fashion. And he did the same thing against Michigan where we were up by two or three touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Um, so that that can yeah that can turn the fan base against you and then boom you're out. So they, it's a must win I would say must win. Oh yeah oh yeah well sure and I, you know I think they will uh, but I don't know how much I'll be watching that game. It'll only be interesting if the Gophers. Well do struggle. do I have to watch it through the fourth quarter if they're up by three scores? I mean honestly I I did turn the game off. I'm not joking about that. I really did. No, I, I had a similar experience. I wasn't watching. I was uh, paying attention to the Iowa game. Yeah, so was, I, my, was like, my it household. Was, it was like 31 to 10. It's like, okay, Gophers took care of business. And then I was just watching, you know, Iowa's offense, you know, drain me of my will to live. And it sucked. And then I don't think I even paid any attention until towards the end of the game. I was on Twitter and, you know, Randy Johnson following him. Uh, and he's like, oh, Northwestern makes it, takes it to overtime. I was like, oh my God, what? Yeah. How did that, how is that possible? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like, I did like deconstruct how the Gophers went from 31 to 10 to 31 all to losing it over. I mean, it's just, it was a staggering loss. I am sorry. I don't, you know, I don't, it's mind blowing uh, that that happened, frankly, in a bad way. Uh, although, um, I, what's the line on Nebraska, Michigan? Uh, Michigan's up 17 points. Okay. Favorites. That's not Lincoln. as many, you know, I think maybe that indicates game might be a little closer than you think, you know, maybe 17 points is a pretty big spread. No, I know, but on the road, big 10 opponent, Nebraska's, you know, what did it be? 90,000 people there. Sure. And Nebraska's got a, I'm convinced Nebraska has a legitimate defense. Their yeah. defense scares me. Their offense is. Just we'll see. Not if, I mean, if Michigan blows them out, then you know Michigan's as good we'll as we think they are. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. But that—that's one of your two thirty games. Indiana travels to Maryland. Maryland's fourteen point favorites blocked, again. Yeah. I think it's going to be win number five. Maryland as they they continue their their beat Dan tour. Not a very interesting game. Rutgers is host Wagner. There's no line. That'll be win number four for Rutgers. Yeah. Uh, totally uninteresting. And then be the closest game. Is Illinois at Purdue? That's a that's an even. It's a pick'em basically. I, they don't call it a pick'em, but there is no align. It's uh, you know you pick the team you want. So you got a a, a battle of the Big Ten drags. Somebody's yeah. Really that should be. Line. We'll see if, if I, I think Illinois wins that game pretty easily, but we'll see if Purdue wins it. Then maybe they're not as bad as I thought they were. I, I mean, I think they are. I think they're both pretty bad. I mean, we had them ranked pretty close together, and I think that makes sense. Yeah. I actually think Purdue will win just because really? their passing game is better, I think. But they both have a not great secondaries, not great pass defenses. I think we get some points. It won't be like a, an Iowa game, so it'll be fun. And then, um, you know, your Big Ten Titans. Game of the week? I, game I, of the let's week? Call it, let's call it game of the week. I, you know, it, I think it is. I think, I think the, most fun game, the most fun game is going to be Illinois-Purdue. If you're looking to be entertained – I'd watch that one. It's not like I'm not saying they're great football teams, but I think that'll be the the most fun to watch. But uh, Michigan State coming into Kinnick for a night game, twelve and a half point underdogs. Twelve, twelve and a half. 
point favorites. I want to, I want to remind you, guys. the Gophers are favored by 11 points hosting the Louisiana Ragin' Cajuns. So the point trip for Iowa over Michigan State is bigger than that. I, I would definitely, if I honestly, if I could bet in my home state, I would bet that Michigan State covers that. The, I, I don't hate the cover bet for sure. I it's but I put a hundred bucks on it. Yeah, it's it's a massive spread, and it does feel too big for sure. I mean, I, you know, you're, I think your instincts are correct. I'm not worried about Iowa winning the game, but I don't think. I mean, it, it's tough to see where. <laughs> Where a two touchdown lead comes from. I mean, yeah, they count for pick sixes or special teams play. Okay, but I, I the offense has been really bad for three straight weeks. Mm-hmm. And a passing offense, the running rushing offense worked great against Western Michigan. But and Matt is so I thought McNamara was getting healthier. Did he have a setback or something? What's, no, this was your speculation. I don't know that everybody's ever said he's getting better. He's going to be hurt all year. Uh, how, from a leg bruise? I don't know that it's a leg bruise. It's a strange. It's a soft tissue strain. What the heck does I, it's that the kind mean? Of thing, I, from what I understand, it's the kind of thing where you really just need to get off of it for like two, three weeks. Like if you could just sit and not do anything and not practice and not play football, it could get better on its own. But it doesn't have that chance to to rest because you're constantly playing a football game every seven days and practicing for said football game. So I think it's going to be lingering all season. I don't think he's going to like get better okay. at all at any point. I mean, this is this is it. And I. I Clearly, Kirk prefers, you know, Andrew McNamara over uh, a healthy Deacon Hill. Okay, and that's that's fine. I so who do you got? Oh, Iowa straight up, but I, I like the cover. <laughs> yeah, um, but I think uh, it's so straight up. should we start just enjoying these as Kirk Ferentz's last games as the I'm, Iowa? I'm head trying coach? to think about it that way. I, I, I there's going to be some drama. Farewell tour, season. Kirk Ferentz farewell tour. We'll see. There's going to be some drama. I well, there should be some drama. Brian's not going to. I mean, he's got to get again 27.1 points a game for the last nine games of the year, including a bowl game. That's going to be tough. I mean, if Iowa hits 27 points a game for the rest of the year, Iowa's definitely winning nine or ten games. I mean, that's 27 points is more than enough for Iowa to beat any team on its schedule, with the possible exception of Wisconsin. I'm very comfortable if Iowa has 27 points, they win. Well, that's an, a massive point total when Iowa has only really been able to run the ball against one team, Western Michigan, and they've and been able to pass the ball against one team. Zero point. Well, they're, they're going to be hungry to make a statement, and they're going to really need to – and it's a night game, and the crowd will be pumped even though we're frustrated with the offense. The crowd will be jacked for sure. So I don't – again, I don't worry about Iowa losing it. I, I think, you know, Michigan State's offense is better than Iowa's, but not much – and the defense is just well. A lot we worse. just we just said that the game against Louisiana for Minnesota is a must win. This is a kind of a must win. Oh right? yeah, I, I mean, mean it, it'll be a full on insanity yeah. meltdown if back to back losses to especially if they score thing. like it's like three to twenty one or something like that. Like that would be a um, yeah. yeah, that would be a real nightmare scenario. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, worst case scenario is this would be some close like one score loss for Iowa. That would be things breaking against Iowa, but. Michigan State's offense is really not good. I mean, again, Iowa's is worse, but Michigan State's is not good. Um, Iowa's going to hopefully be able to hit on a couple of deep shots somewhere along the line, a pass breakdown somewhere. 
and it'll be enough field position to eke out 17 to 21 points and keep Michigan State rolling. So I think I will, but we'll find out. <clears throat> That's your Big Ten capper for week five. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Uh, like and subscribe, rate and review our podcast and stuff. If you're listening to this, just do that. It's a couple clicks. Not a whole lot of ass. Yeah. Thanks to GoIowAwesomeRivals.com for the support. Everybody. I'm really good, everybody.